0: of this show are available on podomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app hey it's time for dr lisa gives a shit and i i give a shit i do i really care about you um so uh and uh thanks for listening today uh we're You know what? Can I just tell you something? I hate, like, it's so, I'm depressed, okay? And you know why? Because it's cold out, and I it happened really quickly, and I wasn't ready for it, and uh, I just want to share that with you so I can, thank you, okay, thank you for listening, and thank you for listening to me right now. Also, you know what else happened to me this week that I really want to tell you about? My, was, this was just this past week, right? Just Monday, just last Monday. My husband, Monday night, went to this great comedy show, Chris Gethard, in like a basement in Bushwick and all these great comedians. It was free. We had a great time. We got home at 10. And then basically all hell broke loose. My husband uh, got a kidney stone, but we didn't know what it was. And then, you know, I was in the hospital in the emergency room till four in the morning. He has some fucking, this is, I'm so upset about this that he has a doctor in park slope like who would have a doctor in park slope so we had to go to hospital in park slope and stay till four in the morning and uh then the whole thing it it wasn't over then you don't even want to know so i'm really 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 aggravated but since i got to dump that on you uh we can get on with the show and hopefully be be entertained because i've got these two awesome, beautiful, fabulous, talented women that I'm looking at. And now that I've got this off my chest, I feel so much better and we're going to lift lift you up. Uh, so I want to uh, explain who these women are uh, before I introduce them. I just want you to, so here's the thing. I have I think this came to me because I have the travel bug lately. But I was invited to host one of the stars of one of the films from the Ecuadorian Film Festival, and I know very little about Ecuador. Even though, like, I wish, I wish I could. T- like, I'm entranced by it, but I know very little about it. So frankly, I was thrilled to have the opportunity to participate in an interview with, uh, um, I'll introduce you. Her name is Christina Morrison, uh, the actress, and we have a representative, a very bright, intelligent young lady, Andrea Tapia Tapia from uh, the Ecuadorian Film Festival. So we can learn a little bit about that. So we have two really exotic ladies here, and um, I think what we should do is start off by explaining a little bit about the Ecuadorian Film Festival, and then we're going to tell you a little bit about Christina and the film that she's, I'm going to have her explain the film she's in, but she is such a um, multi-talented person in so many ways that that's a much more complicated story. So what I want to do is get the first part done. Andrea, say hi. Hello, and Christina, say hi, so we know you're here. Stop laughing. <laughs> She's laughing. Hello, everybody. Are What's you guys up? in a good mood? I got that off my chest. I feel a lot better. Well, that was okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so great. I feel so much better with all this great energy in here everybody's so happy i can see it so andrea you are you where are you from originally i'm from quito
1: the capital of ecuador
0: really so mm-hmm. tell me just a little about ecuador what what uh, uh, uh christina you've been you're not from ecuador are you
2: yes i am you're I'm, from ecuador too well i'm american ecuadorian so my mother's family is from ecuador and my dad was from here from new york
0: You were born in Miami. I was born in Miami, yes. Okay, have you lived, and Quito is the capital of Ecuador. See how much I'm learning here? I'm such a moron. I can't (laughs) believe it. I have a high school diploma, I want you to know. They should take it back, but... um, I I have. I uh, have lived. Uh, how long have you lived in... Did you live in Quito?
2: Yes, in Quito. And how long
0: have you lived... How How long did you live there total?
2: uh, Total out of my life, like 20, 22 years. All right. I've been back and forth between many places, but in all like 20 years and with some years in Galapagos as well.
0: Okay, so do you... Andrea, do you consider Christina authentic Ecuadorian? <laughs> what do you think?
1: Yeah, of course. I
0: don't even know if I
1: am an authentic you guys, Ecuadorian. So. When
0: you guys aren't around me or around people like me, do you speak in another language?
1: No,
2: we speak in, no, Spanish. We just in Spanish. Spanish, yeah.
0: but but Ecuadorian Spanish isn't like regular. Sp- it, it's its own.
2: Well, it's it, it's an accent like an accent, uh, you like, know, like every country has, has their, their, their own, own accent. accent like Peru has a different accent, Colombians, Argentinians, you know? Yeah, right. But so, you guys
0: could understand. So oh, would I, wouldn't you rather talk Spanish and not hear, not have people like listen? Like, I love that when you go to a foreign country and you speak another, would you be, would you be able to communicate more clearly if you, or more, more precisely if you two spoke Spanish? Um, I no, not really.
2: Because she speaks, I mean, we both speak English very well, so we can communicate as well in English, but in spanish maybe it's like the jargon you know like the slang maybe of like Ecuador that that can like the references you know okay, can say be more
0: something. Fun i should or whatever. shut up cuz we're never going to get to what we really need to get to but hmm. say something in spanish in ecuadorian spanish that i'm not going to get andrea you do, you go first come on you can do it um say something to andrea that i'm not going to get so
1: you're not going to get um and you don't speak spanish i right? don't speak spanish at all. <laughs> um like in Spain in Ecuador instead of say like we do say what's up you know like what's up okay say it. uh, it's like it's, ¿qué más o qué fue? ¿Qué fue? Oso. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know there's like a lot of different ways But for example, I could
2: say habla serio, loca, si cachas que estamos en la radio. No, it's como, the, yeah that's like really <laughs> that's slang. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would yeah. you just say? Habla serio is like like listen up girl like really like mm-hmm. you get it that we're at the radio right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So tell us, okay, so that's what I know about Ecuador, <laughs> that they have their own, whatever, that's it. There, I just learned how to speak Spanish in Ecuador. <laughs> Andrea, tell us about the festival. Tell us about the festival. Um, yeah, sure. So this is the fourth
1: edition of the Ecuadorian Film Festival. Um, we've been, you know, always trying to create the space for um, directors to connect with different audiences here. And so as we were um, discussing earlier, you know, this festival came out of a need um, of uh, this Ecuadorian community to connect with Ecuador through the film and arts. Um, So Maravilla, the organization that produces this festival, um, has the mission of raising awareness about Latin America through the arts and culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So they produce the Venezuelan Film Festival, the Ecuadorian Film Festival, among other other events and, and many other projects. Um, so this year we've invited all of guests. We have um, many films, which I'm sure we'll discuss later. Um, and yeah, it's it's continued to be this place this place for people to connect mm-hmm. for new audiences to, and to what come is, together.
0: Because um, I really don't know anything. So tell me about the role of um, Ecuadorian culture. Culture in the United States or New York City or whatever, what's the role of it? It must have, I mean, you got a film festival here, it must be relevant. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, one, yeah. I think there's a
1: lot of um, different community organizations, uh, people involved in all different areas. Um, I don't know if there's like a specific role of the Ecuadorian community. Per se, but mm-hmm. um, but I've been surprised to see how much is going on culturally. Um, Didn't you
0: just say it was the largest? What did you say? The-
1: yeah, so it is right. So, so we were saying that um, after you know the concentration of Ecuadorians in the largest cities in in Ecuador, uh, this is the third largest concentration. Wow. So, so yeah, there's a lot of Ecuadorian businesses, uh, a lot of um. Different initiatives, a lot of young people here Mm -hmm. doing many cool projects Mm -hmm. and uh, everything's very active. The community is very active. And And,
2: mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And and I think it's important because it's like the largest community of Ecuadorians outside of Ecuador. And then we have Spain, which is another large community. Mm -hmm. But but New York has always been a very Queens. And I think it's interesting because a lot of these um, Ecuadorians have migrated here, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And there's and they're starting to have like first, second generations of Ecuadorians, but born here which not necessarily have um, close contact to the country. Sure. So I think it's really interesting because if, if we bring, you know, film here and they can have um, some kind of closeness to their roots, you know, like to mm-hmm. some reference of where they come from in a way mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that's important because they, they sometimes they don't even go to Ecuador that much or know the sure. country and they can get to know the country through the mm-hmm. film too, which um, is interesting because, you know, these first few years that we've been in the, in the cinema uh world in Ecuador, which is fairly new, um, a lot of the a lot of the stories have been around like social issues and, you know, um identity and things like that. And now it's just starting to change a little bit in the stories that we tell and the genres. But um I think it's really important for them for that community here to connect to their original mother country, let's say. Yeah. Um, through through the film. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I bet Ecuador has, um, more of a, t- I bet there's like influences that we are, we all people that live here, um, are influenced by Ecuadorian culture all the time that we have no idea, like the food or something. What's, what's something that's Ecuadorian that most people might know is there's like any kind of particular food or something? Yeah, we
2: have we have an um, immense uh, variation in, in cuisine um, from different regions in the country. It it variates. It's not as popular as um, Peruvian cuisine, which you know came up in the world as something very uh-huh. kind of high end. Um, oh, really, a quarter, yeah, yeah. Ecuadorian food's not
0: considered.
2: Well, I mean, it's not. It's not as trendy as. Peruvian food became oh, really? at a certain point. I
0: didn't know that. Um, yeah, you so, know, Peruvian food was trendy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it became, <laughs> it, it
2: It kind, of, it yeah, kind of, you know, it kind of came up in the world and like all these chefs were doing like Peruvian high-end cuisine and taking their things out in different, like really nice restaurants and everything. So it became kind of world-known oh, Peruvian really? food.
0: I did not know that. Yeah,
2: this, you know, like 15 years so or so. So they got good
0: PR. They got on that. Yeah. They got so, on it. But
2: Ecuador, I mean, we we're, we're very rich in, in in food from like the coast to the Andes. So, is there any um, restaurant
0: in New York that's a particularly Queens, Brooklyn, yeah. Queens? Where where, where, where a, should I tell people? There's to go? a lot of
2: restaurants in Queens, actually. Anyone so, in
0: particular, or just any restaurant? Uh, just, just look it up. Th- look there's it up. some Find and there's, there's some really good ones. And there's ones a couple
2: in. in Manhattan as well, but mm-hmm.
0: most of them are in Queens. Queens, good Ecuadorian food yeah. in Queens. I'm gonna, okay, I'm putting that on my list. Um, Andrea, will you do? Do me a favor and um, just tell us like the dates of the festival and where people can go and the website and all that so that we can move on to the particular film and still make sure that people know about the festival. Because the the films, there's like 20 films I looked, I looked, folks, and the films look really, really, really interesting. They have a cultural bent, but there's still a lot of uh, really. Basic human stories and human insights, and the people are all good-looking in their films. So I think mm-hmm. yeah. you should go. What? Well, so tell us about tell us the details right. of the festival. Um
1: So before I forget, there is a great Khorran uh, restaurant oh. that we were actually discussing earlier. It's called Fifty. So uh, it's in How Manhattan. Do you spell that. 50, fifty, like fifty. Yeah, yeah, the, the word is oh. fifty. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, where is it? The word. Oh, it's the word. Okay, um, it's in Lower Manhattan. We were actually talking about it, and I'm not. Quite sure, about the exact address, but you can it's look like it up. It's like in the East Village or the Lower East Side, yeah, yeah, it's more the lower East side, and up. uh, it's it's very like creative, um, it's more like tasty. an author, like a author cuisine, yeah. And, and the chef is Ecuadorian and he uh-huh. loves to talk to people, you know, about the food and oh, where it comes from, see, and is. so I highly, yeah. highly recommend that. So that's a good so cultural please. experience, right. That's yes, available in in
0: after the film. Listen, guys, you're gonna take the check out. That sounds like a really, like, smart way to get, you know, you know, get, you know. Get it on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, whatever you're looking for. Let's put it that way. Getting good with your date. That's all. That's all. Uh, uh, Okay. So the details of the festival. Right. So um, the
1: festival goes from the 25th of October. So next Thursday uh, till the 4th of November. Um so we'll be um screening in three different locations in Manhattan at the Teatro Sea and the Syndicated Bar and Kitchen Table at um Brooklyn it's and the, only
0: 2 blocks away from here L train morning.
1: Yeah. Uh very very close mm-hmm. and uh the did I already? No. So no, the Queens Museum, Museum
0: is the last one. And um, those are the free. There's
1: free. And there's cinema Some village. of those are free. Right. So that one is just on the inauguration day. We have another venue, but then the other ones will be the ones that remain consistent. And for it's others. Ecuadorian Film Fest in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Equ- w- oh, Ecuadorian the website is um, w- yeah. um, dot oh. dot org. Really? Yeah, because it's Ecuadorian Film Mm -hmm.
2: Festival in New York.
0: Huh. All right. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I wrote down the wrong thing, but you you know more about this than I do. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just. (laughs) I feel like so provincial. Like I haven't. Like, well, I was in. I was in Texas. Does that count? Texas a few months ago uh i've been on a plane in the last i've been on a plane in the last couple months okay does that count for anything (laughs) these people are also well traveled (laughs) uh anyway so let's get to christina who is our uh star guest of the film that we want to talk about specifically which is called it's called black hole in english but what is the name of it christina Uh, you tell us about the film
2: So it's called Agujero Negro, which translated to English is literally black hole. Um, And this is and this refers to uh, kind of the situation where the main character falls into in a kind of an existential crisis of um, not being able to mature to the fact that he will be a father soon. Um, And also it's kind of like that place where you brew and you, you know, you get inspired and you um, he's a writer. So mm-hmm. he's kind of caught up in this thing of being like five years without writing uh, a novel that he's been thinking about.
0: Writer's block,
2: so, like a writer's block, exactly. So he he decides to write this next hit, um, and he finds out that my daughter that. You know, play, and your daughter in the
0: film. My daughter you in play, the film. You play the mother mother in law yeah. to this guy, right? Right, right. They're a exactly. married couple, right? Young exactly young, very attractive married couple and you're the mother in law. Right. I'm the mother in law, Bare, so barely old enough, barely.
2: <laughs> so he so they get married um, they he finds out that she's pregnant and he kind of goes into a, you know, a black hole. Like he can't really face this. And so he starts Having like a crush on a neighbor, like a very young, pretty 16 year old girl. Exactly. Yeah.
0: My husband would have had a crush on her, too. I'm (laughs) sure.
2: (laughs) So then that's when, you know, hell breaks loose Mm -hmm. and the conflict starts. And then um, Mm -hmm. and then the movie goes on from there. And and I'm playing the mother in law, which is kind of a nagging, you know, kind of concerned mother intrusive. um, intrusive yes exactly obnoxious maybe a little bit
0: yeah i mean it's hard to picture you being obnoxious (laughs) and it is entertainment so it's not can't be too too visceral but so that's a funny role how did it feel do you have children i do i have two boys two big boys and are they in like in that age group of the so no they're younger so so,
2: yeah yeah i mean my my boys are 23 and 18 Mm -hmm. Uh, but It did feel, it felt familiar because I kind of based my character on my mother.
0: (laughs) Who is very (laughs) intrusive. Which she
2: was, she was very intrusive. And Uh so it was kind of like overwhelming, you know, to have, and it's, I mean, it's overwhelming and it's kind of annoying, but at the end, you know, you you know that they're doing it for love because like, they just want the best for you. But it, it gets to be very, you know, um, very tiring too, to have like this person right. all the time you know not letting you kind of live whatever you have to live or right. do
0: you know right
2: but yeah i it was familiar yeah to me. <laughs> no
0: no i mean you know we all know that that type of mother-in-law i'm actually actually a mother-in-law now my a recent a new mother-in-law and just the name just that title mother-in-law just sounds like it's got such a bad rap mm-hmm. um because of this type and uh-huh. some of them some mother-in-laws are like them some aren't did your boys see the film
2: they haven't actually they're coming what do you with think me next
0: week oh what do you think they'll say when they oh, see you in that role
2: well you know they're they're funny because they can never take me seriously they're oh, like really? they're always like mom it's you like every time i see you in the theater or like doing a film they 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 just can't like they i think it's just like i'm too close to them to like see me as an actor like on the screen or on the, <laughs> and it's just like laugh and I'm like dude is like really like please and they're like mom
0: I they're funny. Oh, so they but, laugh at you when that, they see you it, acting because they know you're acting. You can't it, fool them. It's They're like, there's mom acting like yeah, she's being like, all tough and everything.
2: It's too close to home to them, you know?
0: Well, I bet but, they're really going to crack No, up.
2: but, yeah, but they, they'll, they're, they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. They'll, they will yeah. enjoy
0: it. It does look like a really genuinely entertaining film, I it have is. to say. I mean, it I is. love the concept, and I saw the trailer, which is posted on my Facebook page, folks. Oh, thank you. Yeah, all that stuff. So That's go strange. to my Facebook page and find... Find out about it and go, and and go to the film. It's playing a couple of times. Yeah, right. we're
2: doing October twenty fifth mm-hmm. um, at the Village East Cien- Cinemas. Yeah, good theater. And then we're doing November third in Queens mm-hmm. at the Queens Muse- Museum. And then mm-hmm. November fourth at the Syndicated. We're actually closing. Uh, we're closing night for the film festival. Oh. It's closing with with the film and yeah. out here in Brooklyn
0: mm-hmm. in Syndicated. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. See if we, see if I can. Get to that. You should. Get some real Ecuadorian, see some Ecuadorian culture up close. You should. So anyway, here's it, folks. Not not you ladies. I'm talking to them, these people, who I always imagine like in their basements watching, you know, <laughs> on the internet or something. Are you guys on one of those, you know, uh, I picture, why do I picture this? I picture that sometimes like some so many of my listeners are listening to me while they're on like, one of those, what do they call them? Role you know, where the games, multiple player games, you know, like, I don't know, World of Warcraft or that kind of thing. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but I want to tell you a little bit about Christina because uh, she is like, she's not just an actress, okay? She's a jazz singer, too. She's extremely accomplished in both areas, which is crazy.
3: Uh, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you do it? Her first,
0: <laughs> her, so she, her first love was piano. And then she grew up discovering performing arts, which is her passion. Acting debut. I'm just going to go through this quick because it's not, I'll just read you the highlight words. Acting debut, age of 16, singing cover band. She lived between Miami and Quito. 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 Uh, Finishing high school, moved with her mother to Rome and attended drama school there. She learned fluent Italian, and her first encounter was with playwrights, like American playwrights, Tennessee Uh Williams and Arthur Miller. There's Jazz, Chick Keith Jarrett. She's like, there's a lot going on here. I'm supposed to get all this crap in, in like less than an hour. I'm not going to do that, but I will. Do my best. So um, anyway, you're working on an album now, yes. right? Is That seems like your baby. Is that kind of like your baby right now?
2: Yes. Every album is a baby. Like every film is a baby. Um, this is my third album. Mm-hmm. And um, it's my first Spanish album. Oh, you sing all in Spanish. Um, yes, I'm doing. And it's my first uh, album that's um, on standards. so like oh, wow. music. Cause the other ones have been, uh, original music, which I write the lyrics and work with composers. But this one, I I wanted to do a standards album and we're doing it on the Latin American songbook.
0: Oh, wow. So
2: it's really fun because it's like all the old songs that we used to listen when we were kids, you know, like our parents used to Mm -hmm. listen to them, Mm -hmm. our grandparents. And Mm -hmm. they're like the classics, which are gorgeous from Mm -hmm. different countries. And, um, and we're just uh, bringing them to a more modern version with some jazz in it. Mm-hmm. And it's an all duet women album. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I have a lot of beautiful women singers um, on it. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Yeah. It's sounding beautiful. Oh, beautifully. that must have
0: been a great process making that, right? Yes.
2: Very long. I mean, right. I, I started, we started, um, you know, rehearsing and doing the arrangements back uh, in September, October of last year. Mm-hmm. And we started uh, recording in January, and uh, now we're mixing. and I'm going to release it in March. Wow. So it's oh, going to be more man. than a,
0: than You're a year. You're on it. You're yeah. on it. Uh, Andre, do you know these songs?
1: Well, a few. We're actually playing some of those in the car when we were coming. coming yeah. Up here. Do you recognize
0: them from your childhood?
1: Well, um, I guess mucho, not. There are a few that I do recognize for sure, and yeah. it's like more modern um, versions versions of, the, of,
0: the, of them. So, so too. They make you homesick. Well, a little bit, a little bit, said. but they but make you but you're happy. you're in, you're involved in this awesome festival, so who yeah. Cares? <laughs> <laughs> you have family in Ecuador still? No, they're in Spain. Yeah. Oh. Yes. It's oh funny. man, they're not even there. Not even there. Okay. So this is what we're gonna do. Uh, before we get into a, more of a conversation with Christina, I want to play you one of her songs so that you can uh, see like this person's not just like got a big role in the movie. They're also like they can also sing. This is crazy. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Wow, mm. that was gorgeous! Oh, thank oh, you. Oh man, I love that song. Oh, me too. Took took my breath away. Oh, oh. thank you. I really moved. It.
2: It's yeah. It's I don't hear it that often, and like when you get to hear your songs, like after a while, and you're like, wow, I did that. It yeah, sounds pretty good. It <laughs> does. That's from, that's from my first album. Oh from my, my love.
0: God, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. And I love um, the singing is great. And I love the music and how the the instrumental and the voice. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, my God. That's gorgeous. Thank you. And you know what, folks? You guys out there, I want to uh, thank you for listening and remind you you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. You are, which is so great. And you're listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, which is on every Thursday, 2 to 3 in a rebroadcast. Uh, every Friday, 8 a.m., because you're probably still in bed by then. But you could get up and listen to it. It would be good for you to get up early, once in a while. Um, but anyway, uh, so thanks for listening, seriously. And you know what? You you don't have to be alone at all anymore because you Radio Free Brooklyn has uh, programming 24-7. And we have the most amazing variety and inclusive variety of programming. And you can actually really open up your life. You can make your lo- your world a little bigger if you download our app and just have it on your phone and then you're like, I don't feel like listening to this crappy album anymore or that podcast has gotten dry. What's going on at Radio Free Brooklyn today? So just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone if you've got an iPhone or uh, .org slash Android if you've got an Android. And, you know, think about us. We're all hanging out for you. We're, we're making your life. We're going to help you make you, we're going to make your life bigger. We've got all kinds of music and talk and comedy and mm-hmm. the whole world out there. Anyway. So that was awesome. Christina. Um, so you've had like, from what it's you lived in. Okay. Here's, we want to talk. We're going to talk about, uh, talk about you, Christina. Okay. Okay. You ready? <laughs> Yes. Have you done this before yet? Yes. Do you you, you know the topic? Are you familiar with the topic?
2: Probably about my life, about (laughs) my work, about this, about that. If I like being more an actress, more a singer,
0: and all these things. Okay, well, anyway, so um, here's what I find personally fascinating. So since it's my show, that's what we're going to talk about. What I'm interested (laughs) in about you and uh, so you've lived in between Latin America and United States. Uh, you said you spent over 20 years in Ecuador. I asked you that just to uh-huh. be sure that you were authentic. She is. <laughs> and then uh, you, but you have uh, lived also in Quito. That's Ecuador. I'm still not saying that right, right? Yeah, you said it right. I did? Yeah. Quito. Miami, Rome, Los Angeles, the Galapagos Islands, and you've had a gypsy life experience. So I want to hear about that. But I had asked you earlier if you would be comfortable. So this would give us, give us a really quick insight, maybe traumatize you. I don't know. I hope not. I don't mean to. If you would tell us one a trauma traumatic childhood event, something I often ask my guests. <laughs> so do you want to share one?
2: Yeah. Actually, I deal with it every day. Oh, because yeah? Well, not every day, but it's very much in my life, and I think it has to do with a traumatic event in my childhood, mm-hmm. and that is that, um, you know, we—I was like eleven or ten or whatever—and I lived in Miami, and I was with my cousins, and my one of my eldest cousins who's very close to me, he's like, let's let's uh, let's you know let's play, and I'm like, okay, what's up? And he's like, okay, get in the trunk of the car, <gasps> and then. <sighs> Like you get me in the trunk of the car, then I'll get you in the trunk of the car. And then like, you know, that's it. So, so. <laughs> that's I, smart. That, right. So I put him in the back of the trunk and I was super like nice and whatever. So I closed the trunk and like right after like two seconds, I open it up and he comes out. He gets me in the trunk and he freaking turns on the car. And he drives me around the block, like a long block inside the trunk. And I was like, just freaking out. And I, I, I could not believe it. It, oh was my God. it was horrible. It was horrible. I felt like those mafia movies, you know, like the dead
0: bodies side the truck. Wow! <laughs> and you were eleven. How yeah. old? How yeah, old was,
2: was like he? Ten, eleven. Um, he's like six years older than me, or five years older than me. Did he?
0: Could he drive? Did he have yeah, drivers? So, yeah, he wasn't so, stealing the car. Right, right. So he could drive. So he might have been sixteen or seventeen. Right. He
2: totally tricked me. What he, an was an he was asshole. That's
3: your cousin. What uh, yeah. an asshole. Yeah, he
2: was laughing his head off and everything and. And, of course, like, I came back and I was, like, super, you know, I was mad and, like, I was screaming and whatever. What happened? What but, happened? So,
0: so you were in the car and were you just, like, freaking out? Were you scared? was it, did yeah, it hurt? I was, was it, no, What, no, no, what, no. what did was you scared. feel like? Well, what did it feel like?
2: Well, it felt, it, I was scared. It was dark. And, then yeah. like, I didn't know when he was going to stop, like, right. how far he was going to go. And I right. couldn't get out. So now I suffer from claustrophobia. Like, I can't get into the metro. Really? Like, yeah, no. Like, I, I went on you know, on the subway for a few years, but then I started to get panic attacks because wow. when they, when they stop between, you know, stops yeah, yeah. and, and, or you're no, like in I the know. river or whatever, and it stops and, and I, no. you can't get out. Wow. And I, and I started to like get really freaked out about that. So I don't take subways anymore. Cause I Terrible. get very nervous. Wow. I got super like, you know, like elevators, elevators? like sometimes when they're old elevators and like old ass buildings. Like I'd rather take the stairs. Like and I don't you, go in
0: alone. And you didn't have claustrophobia before that.
2: Um, no. Did you it, tell
0: anybody about what happened? What he did to you? Uh, did you tell him? I don't on remember.
2: Him? I don't remember if I well, did. I'm gonna
0: call your mother. <laughs> I'm gonna call his <laughs> mother. I'm mad <Yeah>. at him. <laughs> so, do, do you yeah. have you guys talked about it since?
2: Yeah, I think so. La- yeah. Is, is, I don't know when turn last out time. Okay? But- He's a yeah yeah he
0: turned fine. out okay oh, that was just yeah, like an aberration like no, a bad it was
2: just a teenage game of he sounds know, like a whatever. lot of fun actually it was a teenage game I, yeah. mean, I don't think it was done with any
0: malicious he no. didn't mean to traumatize you he did
2: not but he I think
0: I think he did yeah you know uh, <laughs> so cognitive therapy is the the way to get out of that if you ever want to work on that don't go to a, a real therapist go to go to don't go to like a, a Freud type mm. psychoanalyst go no. to a, cognitive therapy but it sounds like it's okay except you can't take the subway which can be inconvenient
2: yeah like i get into like when we travel and we have to go like into dungeons Mm -hmm. or like you know like under you know subterranean um places you know and Mm -hmm. things like that and i and i don't know where the exit is going to be and it gets dark and i feel like i don't have a way out really like i don't like it like in the tunnel like if i'm stuck inside lincoln tunnel or whatever Mm -hmm, and i'm I'm not mm -hmm. with people like my head starts yeah yeah like i i have to like really
0: like take a breath and Mm -hmm. like you know
2: like take it easy well it
0: sounds like you're aware of it so you got a handle on it (laughs) i'm sorry that happened although i wish i'd seen it somehow (laughs) so um anyway so did you so how did you wind up traveling so much so what did your parents do
2: Um, no, well, no, it wasn't because of my mother's, no, not, not, not because of a certain particular job. Um, but I think it was more like the connection with Miami because my dad lived there. He was from New York originally, but he moved to Miami when he was very young. So he met my mother in Miami and that's why I was born there.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and then, you know, Latin America in in general is very close to Miami. They say that Miami is like the Latin American capital. Oh
0: yeah. Right. Um, I guess it, yeah. So,
2: you know, it's kind of, kind of you know, very, um, normal or
0: not normal, but, uh-huh. you
2: know, um, thing to do to, so you know, So your Latin parents to be in Miami split up,
0: I'm assuming then, right?
2: Yes, they did. And how old were you? I was very young. And then I went to like Quito. three years old. Yeah. Something like that, a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Quito with my mom and then I, I, uh, lived there until I was eight. And then I went back to Miami and I lived there until I was 12.
0: How did you wind up going back to Miami? Was that your choice?
2: Not mine. I mean, does a kid at seven years old have a choice? No. Well, you know, could be. No. Could no. be. Could be. I don't know. No. No. no <laughs> I don't, no. Know.
0: I don't. <laughs> but you're a pretty remarkable adult. I can see
4: it. <laughs> like, mommy, mommy, you want no, to No, so Miami? what
0: what happened? Your parents your your parents decided it would be better for you to live in Miami? So we no we we
2: went back to Miami for
0: some time. So you went with um, your mom with my back. mom. I always lived oh, with my mom. I, I always got lived it. with my mom. So yeah. your mom decided it'd be better to go back to Miami. How did yeah. we, how was that? Did, were you like I don't want to go back? Or no, were you no. traumatized uh, by that? No, that was no, okay? not at all. I was, did you I like was, it better?
2: Um, it was different. Like you know, it was different than Quito. I I I did like it very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that you know, I was there from like seventh uh, fourth grade to seventh grade, and I made a lot of friends, and it was mm-hmm. just. A very fun t- and nice co- you know like you had like normal life between boys and girls and uh we did a lot of sports and i used to oh. play a lot of tennis back then and you know swim and everything and m- more so it was traumatizing to go back to ecuador at 12 because it's a very oh, strange yeah. um it's a very strange age to you know oh, to go yeah. to go and like adapt to a new not a new place but you know kind of a teenage age is very so hard. So your
0: mom, so you moved back to Miami. Then when you were twelve, your mom decided that you should go back to Ecuador.
2: Yeah, because my grandfather, oh. my grandfather uh, passed away, and so we had to take care of the family business. So it was like going back to, you know, taking care. Of, yeah, so we had to go back. So it was oh. like from one day to the next. I just like didn't say bye to my friends or anything. It was like, we're going and we're leaving and that's it. And they, we just went. Did
0: that decision? That was, that was kind of traumatizing. Was that decision happened suddenly? Yes, because he had a car accident. So it
2: was oh, very, Oh, God, that's yeah.
0: horrible. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So uh, were you an only child? I am. So it's just you and your mom going back there. You didn't have another kid to like corro- corroborate, corrobor- no. corro- whatever, talk to? No, I didn't. Oh, that must have been awful.
2: Yeah, I did. I didn't feel very lonely um, while I was a teenager. And I think that it was very hard to adapt to Ecuador because the mentality is very different. And I came from more of an American, you know, freedom, 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 open
0: society,
2: open minded and just like and over there, American
0: TV, McDonald's, all that. crap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so it was it was hard to adapt at the beginning to to society, you know,
0: yeah. Probably more disciplined, though, I'll bet you. Probably in the long run, I bet, like, I imagine. Oh, no, I would
2: say conservative.
0: Conservative, but conservative disciplined. I don't Um, think in discipline, you're saying conservative, but I wonder.
2: You mean in Ecuador? Yeah. Um, Maybe. I mean, you know, Catholic religion is very heavy on them.
0: Undisciplined.
2: <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it runs through that too. You know, like you can't do this and you can't do that. And that is wrong. And
0: this so, is good and, so how, how, how was that for you? Did you um, rebel or did you just go along? Oh, I was very
2: rebellious. I was very anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. I was very ahead of usually of, of what they were doing there. Like, you know, I was kind of a forefront woman um mm-hmm. always like being an artist personality. And, yeah you know i was pregnant i did not get married um, really how so old was, like, a a you were you when you were scandal
0: in height not no in height. i was 25 oh that's a normal age yeah did but not pregnant? to
2: get married in a society like ecuador so,
0: was a big deal back then so did you have the baby on your own i did so so you were 25 but you were so you mean did you go to oh you went to
2: college in italy so i went to um drama school in rome first and then I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and yeah. in Los Angeles. Right, I graduated from the academy, and then after that, I went back to Ecuador, ah. and then I stayed there for you know for some time. What and, and that's when I had my first um, my first son. Alex. Why Why
0: did you decide to go to, back to Ecuador after that? Well, it, it was just kind of like going back
2: to um, Quito for a while mm. and. Um, getting a little bit of experience in the professional world and you know my idea was to go back to LA after like having a demo and a lot of people were like oh she's back she graduated and there were like things going on because you TV already had a and, lot of
0: a and, lot of foundation there and yeah lot, you don't maybe you started your career already
2: I had yeah I started when I was like 15 16 yeah so you had studying. a
0: career and then you yeah, were going back bit. to right. pick it's- up to expand on that,
2: right? Exactly. So I, w- I just wanted to be there for a while and hang out, you know. And mm-hmm. then, and then I, I had Alex, my mm-hmm. first son, Alejandro, and so I, I ended up staying there more than I was thinking right. of, um, because you know my life changed. So I stayed there for a while, but um,
0: yeah. So so it was, you know, it's they, mm-hmm. yeah, it was and very you two rebellious. Sons, Not anymore. Two sons now. <laughs> yes. And did you, have you been married? I have. Are you married now? No, I'm not. But I'm you not. have been married were you married to the second kids dad? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh. He was uh he's so you Spanish. Gave it a shot. You gave it a shot. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I believe in love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously from yeah, music. Yeah,
2: totally. And um yeah, and with him I lived in Galapagos.
0: So how did that happen? I mean, how did you wind up living in Galapagos? What's that like? It's amazing it's
2: it's my soul place as i call it it's mm -hmm. like an amazing place where there's an incredible energy and it just uh you know it 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 welcomes you or it spits you out it's very radical Mm -hmm.
0: and now why is that
2: um i don't know and i think it has to do a lot with energy like what you what you bind with and if you can live there then it's kind of like the islands accept you and you fall in love and it's like very passionate and some people are not welcome there it's like you know they Just what's
0: it? What's what's it like? Like, what's the challenge? Because I'm gonna go there now. Now, I just got a plane ticket while we were on the phone, (laughs) while we were on the air. I just on my phone, I got a plane ticket. So I'm going there, yeah, leaving Monday. So, (laughs) (laughs) what, um, kidding, I'm kidding, you idiot. Um, (laughs) that's you, that's you, that person going, is she kidding or not? I'm talking to you, I'm kidding. So, anyway, um. What, 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 what's difficult or why, I mean, it's, there's a lot of things that are obvious why it's great, the nature and probably Mm -hmm. it's pretty, is it pretty pure? Yes, it's very raw. Very raw. So Mm -hmm. what's difficult about it?
2: Well, I mean, when I went to live there, which was in 98, I went there originally in 94 to shoot a docudrama and Mm -hmm. I played a really cool character, which was a historical character called the Baroness. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, after that, like that's my nickname. And, and, um, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know, it's a very interesting story, which is for another time, but I, that's how I got there the first time Mm -hmm. to shoot.
0: It's a science fiction movie. I saw it on your IMBD page. (laughs) It looks interesting, guys. (laughs) It's actually, it's actually shot there.
2: Yeah, but no, but it's no, that's a new one that they want to do. But the one I did 20 years ago, it's, it's based on these characters from Germany that arrived in Floriana in the thirties, escaping uh, Nazi Germany. Um. And so it's a very interesting story. So I played one of the characters, but um, but 25 years ago, um, you know the islands are far away. They're very dry. Uh, there's not a lot of water. Are um, islands?
0: Yeah, <laughs> They're right. but, salt water.
2: No, but I mean, like you know, like like um, drinking water, sweet, sweet water. Yeah, like. What do mm-hmm. you say? Well, yeah, drinking water. Yeah, drinking water. Drinking water. 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 Because the uh, you know it, it doesn't rain that much, and uh-huh. so. It's, it's, um, logistically they're, they're, they're hard, they're hard to be there. Um, we used to have only like three flights a week. Mm -hmm. Um, so we didn't have, you know, everything that comes in from the Um, continent. You didn't have like that much food, you know, like to live there, you have to be kind of adventurous, you know, because it's not like a normal place where you can go to the market and get whatever you want. We right. didn't have a phone, like to you know, to be able to call to the continent to Quito. Do you have it a took phone? us like oh, well you, now, now yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. talking about when I married yeah, there, moved there. Yeah. yeah. Um there was no internet, you know. I mean it's it was kind of a very isolated um
0: life. So you moved there with your first son, your husband and a baby.
2: Exactly. That's well my, horrible. <laughs> my Well actually my my, my my husband, I met him there. Oh. I met him there in one of my trips. So we found love and then I, oh, I married him and then I moved I, there.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. So, um, like for example, if you wanted to take a shower or something like that, was it complicated?
2: Um, no, but you do have to be very mindful of, of the resources, you know, cause you have like the tank the you know, you have like the car, the truck tank that comes and leaves you the water, your water. Well, you know what I mean? Or, or, Like the systems are just not like. So
0: water is a finite. We don't think of it as finite, but it was definitely finite there. Mm -hmm. And then what about like the house?
2: Electricity used to go out at 12 at night Mm -hmm. and and we wouldn't have electricity until six in the morning. So we lived with candlelight. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of a lot of houses did not have hot water. It was kind of a Robinson Crusoe kind of thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's it was very like you have to have that spirit, you know, like camping. Yeah,
0: kind a of. camping. Like, yeah. that, does it get cold there? No, not much. Okay. Well, Chilly, but not cold. As long as I'm not cold, I'm mm-hmm. fine there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, what's it, and so has it changed? It's, what's it, what's it like if I go there now? When what? I get there on Monday, is it, am I going to, the, <laughs> the, at the hotel, are they going to have water and everything is it going to be okay? Yes,
2: yes, yes. It's changed very much. I mean, still the government and the National Park um, do a lot of effort to keep it as pristine and, you know, low impact as possible mm-hmm. from the foreign world. But it's very hard because we have a lot of issues, social issues and, uh, you know, um, introduction of species and, and things like that. But um, it, it's grown in population because we live off tourism. So a lot of people have migrated from the continent to work in tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, there's m- much more services. So there's like nicer restaurants or better. There's, it's better food. Now we have electricity all day long (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so it's it's grown it's grown Mm -hmm. definitely it's grown but Isabela for example which is the island where I live now I mean I have my home there Mm -hmm. and also my house um, is more of a relaxed, laid back, only 2,000 people live there, wow. sand streets, like it's still oh, very, nice. you know, the, the far west of the archipelago, let's nice. say. So, it still has a lot of magic. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Do you
0: know everybody on the island? Yes, basically. Wow. Yeah. And is it like, I imagine it with like, you know, birds and turtles and uh-huh. all sorts of animals? Yes, is it like definitely. That? Like yeah. what kind of animals?
2: Yeah, you live with the iguanas, with the marine iguanas. There's a lot of sea lions. You have tons of birds, um, all kinds of mm-hmm. birds, um, rays in the water, sharks. Uh, you know, that's everything. Dangerous. Everything, seahorses. It's just pure nature, like to wow. the vein. It's incredible. It's, wow, it's so magical. Wow, yeah. I'm so
0: excited about my trip on Monday. Turtles, yeah.
2: sea turtles.
0: Wow, yeah, it's amazing. Wow, wow. that must be incredible. Does it give you a different perspective on like where our planet is right now?
2: As far as like contamination and pollution and all that?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I do think it's one of the last paradises on earth. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, it's very hard to um, stop what's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's just, I think everything's going to hell anyway. (laughs) Um, And I've traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I always want to travel to like beach places or, you know, like coastal zones I still, like, go back and, like, say Galapagos. I mean, there's nothing like
0: Galapagos. You know, um, I think that, I don't know, I think that the problem, not to get off the top, but not to digress too much, but I think that um, one of our problems that doesn't go discussed enough is just the simple fact of the population. I mean, population has grown enormously. hmm And so that's taxing the planet and you can do, I mean, we should all do more and we should all care more and all that. It's important. But I think no matter what, it's just that we've got too many fucking people and that's a reality. And I don't know what, you know, and it's really hard on the planet and I don't know how you get around that. I think some of that is, you know, just too many people that we don't and we don't talk about that because. Then you're like, well, which people? <laughs> yeah, of course. what do you, but I, what but do you I, think about that? I
2: see it more as a, I see it more as a evolution kind of like scientific kind mm-hmm. of uh, perspective. I I believe that the Earth has been around for four point six billion years, and it just has um, cycles. You know, it has cycles, and it, it the ice age, and then we have you know great weather again, and then you know the continents you know break apart, and then they come back, and and it's just a cycle of life. And I think that we are part of that as, as humans and, and as, uh, you know, homo sapiens. I think we're just part of that chain of animals and we're on top of the chain and we do terrible things. But I think it's just um, part of what, what the earth is and the earth will continue without us. And yeah,
0: I agree because I, th- I think what's, that's like what I think is going to happen with my this you know, like the end of the world. Is I think going to be, it, I the think end of humanity is not going to be the end of the world, really.
2: Yeah, pro, I mean, you know, I think so too. I yeah, mean, probably the humanity. I is mean, the not Earth gonna... is suffering, and it probably be, you know, it's very ill. But at a certain point, it'll start to like recover, and then you know, it'll keep living. You know, well, I think I, think like, I, I see it more like that. I mean, I, not to say that, of course, you 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 have to be mindful of like how much light you use and like where you throw your plastics and. You know, if you're going to use straws or not, obviously you have yeah. to, you know, give a little grain of, of, you know, well, do a little, do your part conscious. in whatever, and whatever you can be aware, obviously. But I think it's, it's a far greater, you know, thing than mm-hmm. just you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You make part of that mm-hmm. and you can help, mm-hmm. but I think it's a larger picture.
0: Yeah. I guess we're sort of saying the same thing in that, you know, it's just because of nature, Progress. our species is dominating and there's just more and more and more of us. And so um, actually what's starting to happen is like nature is sort of taking us out in large quantities. Sadly. Yeah. It's sad. It's It's hard to be, it's a hard time to be a human, but I agree with you. It's not necessarily, um, I don't think, yeah, the planet's probably going to be fine. It's just us. We, we as humans think that if we're not human humans on the planet that there's no planet yeah right there's a planet and then there's humans yeah that's very Mm -hmm. egotistical right Mm -hmm. we're idiots Uh, what can i say um we have five minutes left so i wish we had like another hour and five minutes left because i feel like we're just scratching the surface here but i want to make sure to get another song in have to hand uh-huh. me your phone with the song on it of so course. I can play it. Awesome. And um, I want to know, I want people to stick around and listen to um, Lost and Rewound right after this, which is an amazing show. Hilarious, smart, funny, good music. It mixed in with stories by Elan Danzinger and Jimmy Hoffman. And then we are going to have my new friend... Andrea, uh, then again, tell us again about the festival. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say thank you. I'm going to shut up because I'm gonna, just going to say thanks so much for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit in Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, this this hour today, and uh, I'm glad that you were able to hang out with us whatever time you're listening to this. Thanks for listening. And uh, Andrea, tell us... Go, Tell us again about the festival.
1: Well, um, so uh, you're all invited to join us. This is the fourth edition of the Ecuadorian Film Festival. We'll be screening uh, a lot of documentaries, uh, feature films coming all the way from Ecuador. Um, So we'll be happy to have you. We have three different venues, Um, one in Manhattan, another one in Queens, and another one in Brooklyn. Um, The festival is going from the 25th of October to the 4th of November. And, uh, yeah, you can check out all the information on www.effny.org.
0: Okay. Now, so, okay, you want to
2: introduce the song? Yeah, sure. Um, it's called Mi Amargo Placer. I wrote it uh, for Chavela Vargas, which is a huge Mexican singer. Um, and um, it's in Spanish, and I hope you love it. And I'll be also performing at Guadalupe N on November 20th. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to catch me, I'll be doing some music from all my albums and, and a little
0: preview of the new one. Oh, great. Yeah. And where can people go to hear your music and all that stuff?
2: My website, um, ChristinaMorrison.com, but it's on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, everywhere.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can always check my Facebook page, kids. Yeah. All right, here there we go. We are. We're on Facebook,
2: Instagram, everywhere. So thank you, November 20th. Guadalupe in and I hope you love the song <laughs>
4: Me pierdo en mi cantina Con tabaco y tequila Cigarrillo maldito Alcohol vejendito a mí Con feroz voz Allí Donde voy Con roja luz Al andar Las miradas